Um, hello, good evening. How you doing? Um, I'm excited to come your way again. Um, I took a while because I wanted Mary Christianity by C.S. Lewis to sink deep into um, the eras and into um, us as we read the book. Um, Mary Christianity by C.S. Lewis is actually very interesting. If you have finished the book, congratulations. If you have not finished it, um, I don't know what to say. Um, but the book is quite amazing. And it helps us sharpen logical, sharpen our logic. Um, I know that you might not have grasped everything in the book. Same thing with me. The first time I read it, I didn't um, grab everything in the book. Mary Christianity is um, an interesting book that I've read it nothing less than four times in my lifetime. Um, I think when you read uh, Mary Christianity again, it's more, put more light to your understanding. But we're not doing Mary Christianity this time around. We're going to be reading another book. Um, and the title of the book is On God. On God. And this book is not just going to be bi-weekly. We're going to read this book in a very slow way. We're going to just read a chapter of the book per week. And the book will take us for like maybe one month. It might be, if care is not taken, it might be the only book we're going to read. Or maybe one more book before the end of this um before the end of this introduction into Christian apologetics, the book is On Guard by Dr. William Craig. And we're not going to start the book from the beginning. So we're not going to do chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. Reason is that most of them is like a summary of Mary Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Um, we're just going to go straight to chapter four. And chapter four starts from where he gives a case for the Christian faith. So On Guard is divided into three part the first part of the book talks about why apologetics logic logical fallacies that's the first part and that's what i've been doing for the last two weeks the second part of the book does offensive apologetics like i mentioned offensive apologetics is making a case for god telling people that god exists in a world where people think contrary to the facts then this last part of the book is on defensive apologetics talking making a case for christ why Jesus is the way, revelation of Jesus Christ, and so on. So, Hunger is a very interesting book, and we're going to reach chapter 4. Chapter 4 is a very interesting um, part. It talks about one of the very fundamental, fundamental arguments for the existence of God. You know, many people used to argue that God doesn't exist and when you try to tell the person that god exists and most christians will just go the bible say if you say it in his hand that there's no god and uh, my bible say my bible say which may not be wrong in themselves but will be wrong at the place where you are manifesting manifesting them so that um the same way you will look absurd when the muslim person tries to convince you by that there is god using his quran the same way it looks absurd when you try to convince an atheist that there is god using and using your biblical point of view, using the Bible. But you can explain the existence from God without necessarily quoting scriptures. And that's what Dr. William Craig did um, in the fourth part, um, fourth, fourth chapter of his book. He explained and proved from philosophy and science the existence of God. He made a very sound argument. And the argument is tagged the Kalam Cosmo- Cosmological Act. Um, argument, the Kalam cosmological argument for the existence of God. Um, Kalam cosmological argument started 
um, years ago before the medieval period it actually was started by a muslim theologian and scientist or i mean and philosopher muslim theologian and philosopher he sat down and calculated and said that nothing just happened everything that happened happened for a reason or happened because someone caused it either intentionally or unintentionally whether the person did it by mistake or did it purposefully everything that happened happened for a cause and if everything happened for a cause that means there is a cause behind everything and the cause behind the universe should be god let me now break the argument in three ways the argument looks like this he says everything that has a beginning has a cause the universe begin the, the universe has a beginning the universe has a cause everything that has that um, has a beginning has a cause the universe has a beginning the universe has a cause it will look like circular reasoning but it's not circular reasoning and each of the premises is very simple to understand it's like this in if you want to explain it from science you use the second law of thermodynamics that's the second law of thermodynamics says that um, an object remains static in a place until force is applied it's simple so if there was no beginning if the universe if you can prove that the earth had a beginning then you will prove that something cost it if the earth has a beginning something cost it and if something cost it that thing has to be god so let me explain each of the premises now premise one everything that has a beginning has a cost it's very simple nobody can argue premise one nobody under his logical sound mind can come out and argue premise one premise one and says that um, things began for nothing to say things began for nothing is to make a huger claim than the um, christian the christian says god be- created the universe you you said the universe began from nothing that means you are actually believing in miracle it's a bigger miracle for the world to start from nothing than from the world to be created by god for instance if i say you should close your eyes and imagine nothing most of us will close our eyes and imagine an empty space but an empty space in himself is not nothing an empty space is something so the universe had a beginning the universe started from a point and because the universe started from a point that is the first premises of the argument another point to support the first premise of the argument is the big bang theory you know that big bang theory this is the big bang theory that there was a bang then from the beginning of it things started going from unicellular from monocellular to unicellular to multicellular things grew and before we know we had trees we had apes we had monkeys like that and arrange it see where we had human being all those things if you can say there is a point where those things happened from like theologians used to finally say that if there is a point where the big bang started from then there should be a banger that bangs the world into existence so either way the big bang works for the christian faith if it's true that means something must um, originate its cause if it's not true christian faith tells us that the universe was created and had a begin had a beginning the second premises is that um 
the first premise is that everything that was created had a beginning. Second premise is that the universe had a beginning. And I just started talking about it that from science, you can prove that the universe had a beginning. From philosophy, you can prove that everything has a beginning. And from science, science can prove that the universe had a beginning. Normally, scientists will have two objections. They will say the universe started from infinite past, like from infinity past. But no, you cannot argue that the universe started from infinity past. For in mathematics, self, infinity past is an in a, is an absurd absurd is is absurd is absurd. Infinity past is absurd in the sense that you cannot have an infinite past, and you can also have an infinite future. Because if you if you do infinity, that's why if you try to do an infinity calculation, the calculator will tell you error, or it will tell you impossible it is. An error to do infinity path because there must be a static point for things to happen. The universe actually begins. If the universe started from infinity, 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 infinity past, then you are uh, then we cannot f- say for sure where we are in the radar. We cannot say for sure. We cannot trust our time we cannot trust our calculation we cannot trust it we cannot trust difference you cannot say the earth is 13 billion old and the same time say the earth started from infinity past you can also not say that we are in 2020 if you can say we are in 2020 then the earth did not start from an infinity past there must be a beginning for us to have logic for us to have calculation so it is actually absurd to say that the earth started from infinity that we had calculation that we had logic is proof positive that the earth had a beginning that's the second premises then the third premises is more like the simple one then they said that the, the third premises is that the universe the second premises is that the universe had a beginning therefore the universe had a cause and if the universe had a cause the cause had to be god scientists have two arguments to this first scientists really say that the cause of the universe is himself that the universe caused himself and that would be like bootstrapping let me explain what bootstrapping is can you as you are standing carry yourself by lifting your boots like you hold the lace of your shoe and try to pull yourself up from the lace of your shoe it will be practically impossible you have accident you end up enjoying yourself so to say the universe made itself it will be absurd it will be forcing the law of thermodynamics that i explained before the law of thermodynamics says that everything remains on, t- on a state until a force is applied so if there is nothing applying that force everything cannot remain everything will continue to remain in a state so the force that makes the universe has to be outside the universe i'm saying this because many times today you hear people say um, the universe cares the universe is watching over me the universe no the universe cannot do it on itself there must be a force outside the universe and if there's a force outside the universe that force has to be timeless that force has to be timeless because that force has to be the force that created time so theologians we say god created time and stepped into time so god has to be outside time to create time i know it's a very dicey um, position to hold but if god created space time matter there was a point where space time matter began god has to be transcendent god has to be outside space time matter to create space to create time to create matter so the being that created the universe had to be 
um the being that created in the universe had to be timeless had to be spaceless had to be matterless and that is had to be transcendent then it had to be a mind it had to be orderly enough it had to be a mind thinking that means god had to propose in your mind that i want to create the world so it had to be a mind so that's why we now prove it and call that mind god the greatest conceivable being so it's an argument for god that everything that began to exist had a cause the universe began to exist the universe had a cause so our conclusion which is that the universe had a cause is that that cause is not the universe himself that cause has to be something outside the universe that cause has to be wise that's a mind that cause has to be immaterial that is um, um, um matterless that cause has to be outside time that is timeless and that cause has to be transcendent that is spaceless and that cause had to be a god you have to be bigger enough to want to decide to create the world and it's simple scripture started with in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth so if the universe actually began there had to be something there had to be a force that pushed everything into existence um thank you i know this is a bit about it, but i just gave you a summary and that's why we're taking our time i'm not going to send you another um, voice note we're going to take our time to read the chapter four of on god and understand it so you have like from today till um the end of next week today is wednesday so it's not going to be next week wednesday it's going to be um next week um sunday before we come back if there's any part of that chapter four you don't understand raise it up with me and we'll talk about it thank you very much god bless you